welcome to the show. Thanks. <laughs> be licensed. Uh, we have no, we'd have no hook like the clever podcast hooks you <laughs> described before the yeah, show. Yeah, no, none of those. It's two uh, dudes in Brooklyn. Yeah, two dude, yeah t- the, it used to be the show that no one asked for, <laughs> and now we're just still doing it. Uh, I approve of that message. Thank you. Uh, we're here with Julia Reese. She is a humorist writer based in various places that, that dot the globe. Yeah. Uh, currently, you're in New York. <laughs> yeah. Bi-coastal at the very least, I would say. Sure, why not? <laughs> you were just in France, though. I was just in France. France is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, New York is expensive. I, New York, I love. I feel like it's the best of many worlds. Uh, the rent is too damn high, as they say. And I'm kind of over that aspect of it. Uh, wanting to write and like wanting that career flexibility is not a wise choice in this city. Or Are you a, paying rent here now? Oh, like yeah. you're a resident here right now. I'm paying rent. That's okay. the issue is that I'm yeah, paying right. rent. I don't know how much longer that will last. <laughs> it might it might be more of a I come to New York for a couple months situation versus Yeah. Well, the thirty first is you got at least like five days. <laughs> well my 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 lease is up in the middle of a month, so oh, interesting. It's uh it's so stressful. Yes, um, I hate it. Yeah. It makes me sad. Yeah. You were living in LA relatively recently, weren't you? Well, like I'm from LA, so I'm from West Hollywood, California. Uh, born and raised. Nice. Sort of born for sure. Um, and yeah, I go back and forth a lot. Obviously, like my my ambitions in TV writing and my background in stand up have sort of tethered me to LA because that's the place for all that for the most part. Um, but it's not my favorite city. Really? Why? <laughs> my issue with LA, just to like clarify, is that it's uh, dull. <laughs> I just, I think that there's a dynamism to life that's pedestrian where you have to walk and you have to engage with people. I think it, for me, I read something interesting that about like people's happiness level and how long they lived. And like one of the foremost um, indicators of those things was how much human interaction you had. Just like hmm. basic, hello, goodbye, coffee person, dry cleaner. And in LA, it's really easy to have very few of those, especially if you're like me and you work from home or you're a freelancer. Like I find LA to be super alienating. Uh, People are all doing the same thing and chasing the same goal, which can be inspiring, but can also like be terrible. Uh, Especially if you're a writer and you thrive off of like weird experiences and things that are sort of spontaneous. Uh, And it's like, it lives up to its stereotype of being deeply superficial. By the way, do you remember when Alec Baldwin wrote the opposite opinion where he's like, I'm going to LA. I'm living in a gated mansion. I'm sick of like fucking doing proper, I have that thought every time I'm on the subway. <laughs> Just about like it's the, hating public existence. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, you're not a New York. Every New Yorker, true New Yorker, hates this place with a true passion. But you also <laughs> feel like you're stuck here. So that's, I mean, I am a true dyed-in-wool no, New Yorker. But, I, uh, well. I always say it's like that bad boyfriend that fucks you good. Yeah. Like, it's a totally toxic relationship. But the good moments are great. Yeah. Yeah. It sort it's of it's a it bipolar kind of like, when you're down, it'll kick you hard when you're down. But then when you're up, you're just like, hey, like it's, you're just kind of like, this is amazing. This town is unbelievable. Without yeah. falling too far down this like New York, LA trope, I will say that I think because of that, like what you said about kicking you down, New York humbles people at any point. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire who has a chauffeur and you like never step foot in the subway. At some point you will be caught in traffic and someone will call you an asshole. Like it will cut you down to some sort of human level. Whereas in LA, because of that detachment, because of the fact that it's not as there's not as many people and there's obviously the industry that contributes to this. There's a, there's a sense of entitlement Mm. And sort of lack of humanity that occurs there. Yeah. Uh, also, people just like don't give. I hate saying people, but like people aren't just as informed. Like right. they don't have to be. Right. It's warm and sunny and pleasant all the time. Right. Like, there's nothing to fucking worry about. Yeah. They're just yeah. kind of a little sun baked, and they're just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I don't think the sun is good for your brain. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because based on people that I met, also from Denver, which is also a very sun exposed place, my cousin lives out there. He moved out there, and he's like. He's like, it's just different out. Like people's brains are a little bit fried. They like live closer to the sun, and I think maybe it's, it's the altitude. <laughs> it's the altitude. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like some altitude or the sun that they just like sit out there too long, and they're just like they. These, it's he, it was a trip for him to come back to New York because like you guys talk so a million times faster. Than, <laughs> and, 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 I do worry about that. I worry about getting slow. It yeah. happened to me when I moved back to New York. It took me a second to like readjust my pace. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's more natural to me this pace. Like uh, I'm aggressive and miserable all the time. But <laughs> you should stay here. <laughs> I, I know it's so sad. Yeah. I think the goal, if I do end up being based or whatever, I'm never really, I'm never really anywhere longer than three or four months if I don't have to be. Uh, what are you working on right now? 
Uh, I write for Complex. I cover news for Complex.com, which is dope. I've actually had like a vague relationship with them for about two years. I used to write like, I, I won't call them features because they weren't that exciting, but like longer form stories. And now I just cover current events. So if you like uh, headlines with a side of snark and a definite progressive stilt, then definitely follow me on there. <laughs> um what else? I mean, I, I wrote on that show, Comedy Knockout. Uh, you can probably catch episodes of that on truetv.com. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on right now as far as like stuff that you can peep. I mean, I've, <laughs> check out my website. I am Julia Reese, R-E-I-S-S. That's how you spell my last name. I am Julia Reese.com and there's a bunch of content and weird photos. I own computer.com and I actually recently somebody emailed me about a bid for it, but no. it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah, I own computer.com. We can check this out. You I, own computer.com? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was either this computer. This is what's going to happen. He's going to make a bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just, like he's never going to work. And I'm going to lose it all on podcasting. I'm pretty sure we have to go back. Wait, well, how can you be pretty sure you own computer.com? I, I was drunk a while ago and I bought In I was 1992? Like, no, it was like, and I was like, I was. I was. Is it spelled correctly? Is a computer? It with might a K? be spelled incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's like it might be. Q, so, I might like be missing the. Like, I think I might be missing the U or an E. At Compter. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a drunk move. This, this story is falling apart. <laughs> Compter. We'll, we'll follow up on this, and I'll actually because I got an email because I forgot about it, and then I got an email recently about a guy who's like, oh, it was some company, some holding company that wants to buy it. Dude, you I, I feel like if you own computer.com, you would get a lot of emails from a lot of guys. That's a good point. So I must have me, spelled it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Can I plug one more thing? My Twitter account. Yeah, and we can yeah. talk about why later. But definitely follow me on Twitter at the Reese Peace. Reese Peace. I'll so follow you right there's now. one person who doesn't follow you on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and I think it's probably something that I would be like, it's like a generationally proud thing. Oh, it's uh, on my resume. It is on your resume? <laughs> it's 100%. It what happened? Every, uh, so to clarify, the... Um, Pre- the present president of the United States. Uh, Down in two scoops, pussy grabber. <laughs> yeah, he... I can't say... It's so hard to say President Trump. It yeah, hurts. It does. It Every time when I'm reading articles, I still win. So yeah. I'm like, oh, God. It's bad. Or on like NPR when they it's say really it, they just bad. have to take it so seriously. <laughs> um, so he... It was, it was midnight on his birthday. So like it had just turned his Three birthday scoops at of ice midnight. <laughs> and... Um, he, I remember the tweet. He tweeted something to the effect of, I always troll, troll Trump from like ever since he started running. I was just like not about this dude because obviously. And I would tweet heinous things at him. <laughs> heinous. And, you know, sometimes the jokes that come out aren't heinous. Sometimes they're not so heinous, but they're still like hopefully funny. So he tweeted something to the effect of like just got back from Wisconsin. Great people. Great day. And I responded, not for the people of Wisconsin, <laughs> which is such a dad joke. Yeah. And within seconds, I was blocked. Oh, yeah. From at real Donald Trump. So given the time of day and the immediacy with which it happened, like, I think it was him. And then I researched it and it was at a, t- at a time where his like he was just starting to block people. And I'm verified on Twitter. So like. That gives me more. I guess right. you see it if you have notifications on your phone. Not so I like found Russian out bots or whatever. Yeah. Well, I found out <laughs> yeah. Stephen King and J.K. Rowling had already been blocked, and there was like a smaller list of like a, a couple of journalists and people of note, and then like me randomly. Wow. And then now it's like Chrissy Teigen, and I, yeah. I guess he figured out what the block yeah. button does. <laughs> I really don't think it's a social media manager because I think any, I don't know any like intelligent political social person would know that that's a bad move yeah and i was actually contacted to participate in a lawsuit a first amendment case that i was totally down with but it kind of first of all i was told i couldn't write about it which i was like i'd rather cover this and also they were going through with it while i was traveling and in my like catastrophic Jew brain or half Jew brain. I was like, what if they don't let me back yeah, into your, the country? Your passport's <laughs> not valid anymore. And she was you like, to, yeah, because <laughs> you might have to get deposed by the Department of Justice and like all this stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh God. Yeah. Uh, I just like, tw- I'd like to keep tweeting hateful <laughs> shit. And yeah. like, See who else this. you can get banned by now. I try. I mean, I don't actively try, but I definitely, when there's a, a trending topic that kind of aligns with things that I talk about, like just recently, there was that school shooting in Kentucky. And Today. <laughs> it was yesterday. yesterday. Oh, yes. It was yesterday. Yeah. And then the day before, there was one in Texas that didn't get covered. Even the one in Kentucky didn't get covered. The yeah. Texas one only had one fatality, which apparently isn't enough. And the one in Kentucky had two. Hello, this is just, um, yeah, you got to at least shoot up a concert. Of people I mean, yet. it's <laughs> it's really sad. 
and I, the governor tweeted some stuff and then I, I saw in his timeline in his in his feed that like the t- couple tweets before that were all this like pro-life shit and I was like okay let's, Evan. let's dive into this philosophy shall we yeah like how how matt how bevan you... is, is a heinous man he's he's trying to cut medicaid and uh he's like just a, a, a snip snip like republican of the most of the know, worst order of the highest of the most typical order yeah. yeah so like i will definitely you know go in on people i don't just actively seek out people to troll like i've I'm not that that person no. but if there's something that comes up and i see stuff that i disagree with i will fucking and, at you yeah, <laughs> yeah. um was it uh, hard writing that stuff for Thrillist? Because a lot of it was like... The sex content? Yeah. Like, I mean, is that like naturally aligned with like what you want to talk um, about? Or was it like, oh man, this so is going to be rough? It was funny. Initially, I was super jazzed. Initially, I, I think humored sex writing is super important, especially in a culture like that of the United States, because I find that people have a... There's a lot of sexual dysfunction. <laughs> and, like a lot. Like more than we realize. Yeah. And even in talking about it, like there's so many things that just aren't discussed or discussed in a cursory way or just brushed under the rug. And humor is a really great way to disarm people. And I think also when I was doing like when I was much more active in standup in the first jokes that I wrote, I mean, I was 20, like early twenties when I started standup. So like, that's what was important to me was sex. Like I was dating, like I wasn't, I was on like Obamacare. Like my parents were paying my health insurance. (laughs) Like I didn't really have that interesting of like job issues. Do you know what I mean? Like I was waitressing or doing whatever the fuck. Like those were the issues that I wanted to discuss. And I do think they weren't surface. Like they, they touched on some really profound dynamics at work in our culture and i think the good jokes about sex are the ones that go there i don't think sex humor is cheap at all not if it's done well but my issue with thrillist if i i mean i don't have an issue i I never regretted anything but there were times where i was like unfortunately there are people that will judge you for writing about butt sex you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah as if they've never thought about it right right or uh you know and like if you're trying to apply for other work you wonder well is this gonna preclude me from some sort of or exclude me from some sort of opportunity of course i have you know i'm aware of that yeah do you know what i mean but at the time i looked at it as like if anyone takes this and like makes it my 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 stamp like this if i i know i'm gonna do more than this so anyone that just sees me as this is an idiot right do you know what i mean and i know that low-key a lot of people appreciated it because i would get requests to write about things from people that I knew and people that I didn't think were reading, oh, like random Facebook messages, like, huh. hey, I think you're really funny. Can you like write about? And that's, I love that. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think it's awesome. What What do you think is, uh, like, what culture do you have to compare ours to sexually? And what do you think the hang up that we have is? Um, as I, I don't think as there's one that's similar, but I mean, I was raised, so my dad's not American. Um, my dad is kind of a polyglot. He's half Greek, half Armenian from Egypt, but he spent most of his time in France. So like, I would say that there's also, I have a very, a much stronger understanding of sort of like French sexual culture. And he's one of these people that Trump is like, who are these people we're letting in this country? (laughs) (laughs) They're from all over the place. It's kind of, yeah, it makes me nervous. Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, real talk, it makes me nervous. Uh, But I would say like, I don't want to make these like trite, like, I feel like the France versus U.S. sex thing right. is like so overdone, but it's it's overdone for a reason. And if I if I can just speak about like, I think Americans are prudish. Like we're still very rooted in this puritanical. There's this like Madonna whore complex too. Mm. It's like porn is so aggressive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yet like sex scenes and films are so clunky and weird and <laughs> oftentimes do you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's yeah. very re- there's very few realistic depictions of sex. I think in most of mainstream. Yeah media mm-hmm. and also like violence is so celebrated in this culture whereas like god forbid you should see a nipple on television right, right. but you can see people slaughtered yeah versus in france you'll see a nipple in like a mineral water ad and like no one like bats and eyelash like it's right. fucking fine like right. relax but they would they would get upset breast at milk it. is the original mineral water <laughs> or you could right. or you could drop like a 13 year old like me growing up where it's like hey man do you want to just simulate uh ptsd and do this t-day simulator <laughs> and, like, and just like eliminate just like take a, a knife and a gun to the skull of like german soldiers i'm like 100 percent sign yeah. me up for this yeah. it's, <laughs> like, just, it's just yeah. a culture of aggression and yeah. sexual aggression and i think it comes from a lot of from from things being suppressed and sort of not talked about and not accepted. And I was just interviewed for this piece that my friend's writing for a magazine. And she just wanted me, she actually wanted me to talk about like dating in France versus um, 
the U.S. and like one of the kind of most characteristic like things that I found is that in here the whole like sex on the first date thing is still like very much an issue mm-hmm. and like yeah. people say it's not and like, then you realize that it very much is yeah, and like yeah. works its way into your relationship like three months down the road what do you mean an issue like it's no like, I think women are taboo. judged I think women yeah. are judged if we're I think that's still the dynamic is that women are judged for sleeping on the first date if they've had multiple sexual partners and it's not in France in f- the, the multiple sexual partners not so sure as far as sleeping on the first date like the French are much more pragmatic it's like I've got a test the car if I'm going to fucking buy it. Like <laughs> if you get on well, and don't get me wrong, yeah, there's yeah. still a little bit of like be a lady, but right. it's not, it's if you were to sleep with someone on the first date in Paris, I don't know how it might be in sort of like less um, cosmopolitan areas of France, but in Paris it's, it's not, or with a Parisian rather, it's not like you're not written off. Like if you're having a good time, it's like, why shouldn't mm. you, they don't do this dance. Also, if you've been sleeping with someone for a little bit, mm-hmm. it's it's not a question whether or not you're exclusive. Like, of course you are. Oh, interesting. Like, the French don't fuck in multiples the way I yeah. feel like American men and women huh. do. It's just like, you go... Like, if you're sleeping together for a while, it's like... They'll call you... The word girlfriend isn't so loaded. Mm. Do you know what... Yes, it's my girlfriend. Yeah. She might not be next week, but she's my girlfriend right now. Right, like, right. Yeah. it's... And to me, to me, it makes more sense. Yeah. To me, I kind of prefer that system because I think the betrayal that comes with like, I don't know, like you kind of get warped into the system where you try and protect yourself from getting hurt. So you like keep your options open and it's so weird. Yeah, it's yeah. so uncomfortable and it doesn't feel natural to me at all. Like I don't like doing that. Yeah. Also, um, so I uh, uh, related to the, uh, what's her name? Catherine Deneuve. Catherine Deneuve. 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 Peace. Uh, that's all you shared on Facebook. And also um, my, I have a, f- a friend who's uh, from California She's American. She she lived in she went to NYU for a long time. Now she lives in France. So she's like very American, but living in France. And I asked her about um, that, uh, like what whether it resonated with her, you know. And her response was basically um, that uh, she said that French men are much more conscientious in bed. Like there, oh yeah, there is no, <laughs> oh yeah, like the idea of what is like quote unquote this like bonus round here, which is like the woman's orgasm, is not. Is that what there. they call it? A bonus round? Well, I've never this, heard that and it's brilliant. In this, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what Lenny calls it. Extra innings. <laughs> I call it. Extra innings. That's a, I call that's it a Hail Mary. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. And that uh, and that there, it's much more like, you know, well, I think, we're talking I think about like reading science and stuff. Yeah. And it's much, much closer no, to that. No, as far as that's <laughs> concerned, I just think that, be- like you said, I think that's, beca- I think it's because of the fact that they're just more comfortable about sex. So their experiences, you know, it's not, it's it's a more educational experience as they, as they get older they know what to fucking do i think a lot of american men don't know mm. what to fucking do yeah. like they don't they don't know what a clitoris is and if they do i've literally had someone ask me what is that oh boy <laughs> That like That's a, pretty disappointing because like, I went to I went to Catholic school and I still know. So and they I mean, did granted, everything the they could to. The person who asked me was like vaguely drunk, but the way he was asking it wasn't so much like what is that word, more like what He's does like, it what do? Is it? Yeah, like and what is the biological like, function of this? It's yeah. why I'm here. Put it that way. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> but I I was like, this is a teachable moment. Yeah. Like I was like, I tried to I tried to make it a teachable See, moment. Th- this is one of those things that I think. But this is such, I do want to talk about uh, that Catherine Deneuve thing really quickly in the context. I think it's super important. Yeah. In the because I don't I posted it because it resonated a lot with my philosophies. That's not to say categorically Weinstein is trash. Like categorically, like of course crimes have been committed. Of course, Me Too is important. Right. I think the direction and the fact and the way that social media works, it sort of diluted it. I think that there's unfortunately within the if you want to call it feminist movement, I have such a problem with that word. And the reason I have a problem with it isn't because like I don't identify. I just think I think that we don't know what it means. Hmm. I feel like there's so and. I don't feel like we should have to. It's this like the fact that we're forcing an alignment to a specific belief set to me is runs contradictory to feminism. Feminism should be about more choice. A woman should be able to live her life and have the belief she wants just as men are able to, Mm -hmm. but like putting them in a bucket is like what you should think that isn't that like antithetical to the cause like, or how you should feel. I have, I think I informally have a definition of feminism, which is the validity of the female perspective. Oh, absolutely. Because and, and it, their 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 accessibility to live their life as they see fit. Yeah, it, it's yeah, and it but it it's in, contained within the idea that if you you know you want stuff like the culture generally adopts like a masculine perspective. It's that's the people who've been creating the norms, and everything from like glass ceiling cracking to you know more conscientious sex is all contained within this concept of um, 
of just having my, uh, as a woman's uh, perspective, be valid. Yeah. I do think there's a sort of othering that happens, though, yeah. when you create an ism. And it, like, I hate, for example, like, the future is female. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Why? I think it's such trash. Because it's not. The future ideally should be everyone right. being awesome to each other. It shouldn't be, fe- I don't want to re- replace one system with the, of, 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 I don't want to call it oppression, but oppression maybe. Do you know what I mean? With another, like, that shouldn't be the goal. The goal shouldn't be to have a matriarch. It's not like our turn now. Yeah. In the sense that only women's turn now. Like, that's never... I had this conversation with one of my girlfriends. She was like, well, now men are afraid. Like, women have been afraid. And now they know, like... And I was like, is that... Is this eye for an eye shit? Like, Mm -hmm. I would never wish the oppression that I have experienced as a woman on any man. Like, that's not... I don't think that's productive. I don't think giving them a taste of their own medicine is always the best course. Like, I think it can be helpful to a degree. But on mass when that's the attitude i think it just creates extreme polarization and reactivity on both sides yeah. like there are certain men that when you do that to them they become violent they shut down they don't want to have a conversation so i don't celebrate that as a message at all but the i mean the male oppression that uh has existed throughout history has not involved the elimination of women it's an, it's been a more of a subjugation and I think that, um, and so it's not like there won't be men in a in a future. I, I I'm gonna like generally stand up for the idea that that like phrase the future is female, just based on the idea that if you like if most of human society has been constructed with like half of its capacity at half capacity, you know, and then if you were to expand that to full capacity, it's going to like materially change the makeup of what valid what is how valid about, in the society. How about the future is fluid. How about the future is genderless? Like, how about the future is human? Oh, is it? So is it? A, is it a gender binary thing? Yeah, like I don't like that, that it creates right. that binary. That's what I don't like. Maybe we're going into a semantic argument, but I just don't like this like tribalism but, that yeah. occurs with statements like that. Like, and, uh, I don't think it's helpful. I agree, and Julia, that's. I think what you're saying. If more, if you people like you were speaking out more, I think you'd speak for so many of those men who violently react too. Like when I felt sometimes, by your definition of feminism, I would consider myself. A feminist mm-hmm. and it's like yeah everyone should have be put on an equal platform and an equal stage and be given the same opportunities and have the rights to their own body and it's self-determination the right to self-determination yeah. i think is to have your choices even because like for example i remember like this is kind of small but paying on a first date right i like when a guy pays for me on a first date and i was talking to a girl and she was like that's not feminist and i was mm. like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like, what? Yeah. like that's my choice yeah. That's how I want to live my life. Yeah. That's not every date. The first date fucking matters yeah. to me. And we yeah. can get into why yeah. it's a whole thing. But the fact that like, you know, shaving my legs or something like you maybe pandering to what's considered conventional beauty standards, like shouldn't make me a, a traitor right. to the movement. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in that piece, in that piece, in that French um, actress's letter that they wrote, that open letter that they wrote, there was a really interesting quote that was like a woman can, by her own choice, sort of, and I'm not going to quote this directly because like, I'm not reading it, but be the object of a man's sexual desire at night and like lead a professional team by day and that doesn't make her a traitor to the movement if that's her choice. Like, if that's what, how you want to live your life, that's fine. Like, you should be totally entitled to that. I don't understand this sort of like self-imposed victimization. Like, I've been, like, I feel like I hate that I have to say this to like validate arguments because it's like deeply personal, but like I've been raped and I've been assaulted. And I don't accept this, like, but we're all, vic- like, I was a victim in that moment, maybe. Do you know what I mean? But, like, not now. Like, I just, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it becomes whiny. Yeah. It's like, not everything is a microaggression. Yeah. Like, yeah. not everything is. Sometimes, something, sometimes it's a misunderstanding. And all it requires is a conversation, not a public shaming. Yeah. So often the conversation goes towards punishment and not like, how do we correct this from happening? Right. Like we're treating a symptom. Right. We're not treating the disease. The disease is culture. But when you look at culture, you look at yourself and that's a lot harder yeah. to do. Hmm. I mean, fundamentally, I think that when we live in a culture where women, for example, are shamed sexually constantly, when they're given so many messages that you're supposed to be a people pleaser, because that's generally how we raise women is to like, be kind, be happy, whatever, please people. But not too much. Don't be a whore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like there's shame for their bodies, yet their bodies are objectified and ads. Like they get so many mixed messages yeah. that when they're put into sexual situations, many women don't know what to do like they don't Mm. know how to say no to things that they don't want and yes to things or ask for the things that they do and on the other hand men are brought up to take not to take no for an answer to to be super aggressive to just proceed without sort of to to say i'm sorry versus ask for permission Mm -hmm. and i think fundamentally we just need to start like raising 
more compassionate men, more empathetic men, more men who are more in touch with both their emotions and others' emotions, and women that feel more sexually enabled and more powerful with their voice and with their bodies. It goes both ways. But I hate to say it, but there is a little bit of a responsibility that comes with victimhood. It's not fair, mm. but like you have, there's some work that we have to do too. A responsibility in victimhood or a responsibility to avoid victimhood? No, to com- that comes with victimhood, I think. Spe- well, specifically as it, this is treading into different territory right now. Um, and this kind of goes along with the Aziz thing. Uh, if you're going to make an accusation of rape publicly, I believe that it is your responsibility to attach your name and face to it. I understand that the system does not treat women. I've, do- I've reported crimes. It sucks. Mm, yeah. We need to fix that. That should be a subject of discussion. How are we going to fix that system? Right. How, and I, we can get into specifics in a little bit um, when I finish this point. But if, with the culture of the internet, it is, an, it is so easy for someone to make an accusation and for it to ruin someone's life, whether or not it's true. And yes, we should be listening to every woman and taking every accusation of assault or misconduct seriously. This believe women thing? No, we live in a, like, we live in a democracy and we live in a, in a judicial system where you're innocent until proven guilty and we have due process for a reason and the internet allows you to kind of circumvent that with a public hazing and I don't think that's fair because the precedent it sets, not just for, for its instances of rape, for any crime, yeah. are disastrous. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you, if you, that means anyone powerful or with any sort of clout can say anything about anyone outside of a court and take someone down. Also, the statistic that 3% of, of rapes, I come from, this is the question you have to ask yourself fundamentally, and this is my school of thought. I would rather one innocent, I would rather 500 guilty people go free than one innocent person go to jail. That's my- Blackstone's sp- formulation. That's my, <laughs> that's my school of thought. I didn't know how to name, but that's my school of thought. It's, yeah, it's the premise that our, our like, judicial system is based on, but 10 to one, I don't know, 500 is a little high. <laughs> no, but even so, I, the idea of an innocent person going to jail for something that they didn't do, right. yeah. I, it, it hurts me in a way. Oh. It's so it's so unjust. And the, it's so unjust. And the idea but, of people like executed. But not everyone as, agrees the, with yeah. me. Oh, yeah, I know. Not I, everyone agrees yeah. with me. And because I come from that school of thought, it informs a lot of the way that I look about this, look, look at this and the way that I'd like these issues to be handled. I, again, it's not fair what happens to victims in these situations at all. It, the, this, the cards are stacked way against them. But also, God forbid, a, 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 a nameless accusation or even a, a named accusation is 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 proven false. Mm-hmm. You fucked every woman with any legitimate claim after you. Like I'm doing this to help us. I'm not doing it because I think women are trash and lie. Like that's not that's not the case. But I think that things need to be done with due diligence. Like there's 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 this order in place to protect all of us. Mm-hmm. And if it's not protecting all of us, in the case, for example, the way that you know, people who report sexual crimes are treated. We need to treat that thing. We don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, well, fuck the system. No, some of it's good. Yeah. Like we've got a good. Yeah. So (laughs) relatively to other countries, we got a great. Yeah. Yeah. Some, not France. (laughs) France has got it better. Um, Oh, France has assault issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So we can talk about that. But uh, so just to respond to what you're saying, um, I think that's like a really admirable position. Obviously, like, I think that a lot of people would say that it's unfortunate that someone has to defend due process, you know, in general. Um, I think that that is something that is applicable to larger, um, like I, am guessing that you probably get generally frustrated when like there are accusations of in, in any, whether or not it's sexual misconduct, but like any like woke people online saying something that it's like, if you at all defend or request nuance on yeah, it, nuance. it's like you're, it's you're complete, now an apologist I was, I was, for I was waiting whatever. to say the word. The absence of nuance is killing this country. So I will, so, so here, here's what I'll President say though about like Donald J <laughs> pussy grabber. <laughs> when yeah. you have um, like, I, I, so you mentioned earlier, like if uh, I think it's a big, if that people coming forward with, with like reports of rape or sexual misconduct or whatever that that them coming forward and the persecution that they face is the problem yeah i think that's like a big if because when i think about unproven accusations or faceless or not faceless maybe but not not provable in a in a according to what would hold up in court i think of like the fact that they barely hung one victim on cosby you know, and like so many of those women could not come forward or, or that just this, the cards are completely stacked against them. And so I, I think know that one of the solving... Cosby accusers that stepped forward and put her face to the name that put her her name forward because she's very, relatively known in Hollywood to legitimize 
all of their claims. And that's the thing that sort of served as a tipping point. Yeah. So like, again, I think it serves in a really important function when a woman bravely steps forward and does that because it, because it, it was kind of a known thing in Hollywood for a while too. I mean, until Hannibal Burr, or like a lot of other people, like, I didn't, I, I mean, knew about I, it before Hannibal Burr. I didn't yeah. know about it until the story broke, okay. but I had heard about Weinstein, for example, okay. before the story broke. I'd heard about Louis before the story. Broke. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you and you wrote a piece about how Louis was like an open secret in the comedy community. I've, I mean, my experience, do you know what I mean? I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but that was something that I definitely heard a lot about, you know, a lot about, and I've never, I mean, the only time I've ever seen Louis in person is like when I've been at the cellar, not performing, not that talented, yeah. but like when I've been there and he's there or like I've been to the store in LA yeah. and like he was there and like yeah. I walked by him and it's not like he waved his dick at me. Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? But that was something that I definitely heard for at least a year before the story broke. So let me ask you about that because in that, uh, so you wrote a piece in like November, I think, uh, that was basically... Um, it was, it did not sound like someone who then would go on to be, um, like questioning the need for as much, um, like, sh- I don't want to say shrill cause that's a pretty like loaded term with, with like gendered but, term. Yeah. It's a pretty gendered term, but like so much of a, as Mosh, I guess, and put it a sex panic, you know, um, you're the, the piece that you wrote about, uh, Louie was like, yeah, I had to stop doing comedy like stand up so much because I mean, it was like I, a really of, not the old only, only reason because that's not true but a lot of the reason I got out of like stand up had to do with one particular show and just that show kind of like it was like this moment this aha moment where like it was such an egregious like offense to my being as a woman <laughs> that I started to remember all of the other things and then I just saw them everywhere and mm. I just like had a huge problem with it and it just didn't seem worth it anymore to like expose myself to that sort of thing and it's not like i quit stand up because it's anti-woman like that's not it there's other reasons too like i enjoy money <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i want to be a writer and yeah. you can't yeah. like write if you're up until three in the morning like yeah. every night uh, i admire stand-ups both male and female for that but um this the piece that i wrote was about my experience with sort of the gray area of misogyny and stand-up and like things that have happened to me and there's a reason i didn't name names because nothing that was done to me is a ne- like was a crime. Do you know what I mean? At least a crime in the way where these people, they, I can have a conversation with them one-on-one. Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And we can talk about the issue, like the, the, the systems of misogyny at work in, in a broader way. And like, but we don't have to like specifically the Aziz thing, like, cause let's root it in an example. Like I read that I'm going to get catch so much shit for this, but like, it sounded fucking whiny. It yeah. sounded like a girl who yeah. went on a bad date. Like the idea that men feel entitled to sex is an important one. And one that needs to be discussed and it happens all the times on dates. Like the running joke between like me and some of my girlfriends is like, sometimes it's easier to fuck a dude to get him to leave you alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. and that should never be the case, but that's no. the reality. But you can talk about that. You can talk about those things mm-hmm. without kind of like, like I said, avoiding due process and punishing someone publicly who didn't, on paper, commit a crime. Right. Like who didn't you did yeah. not say no. Like you you might not have liked it. Do you know it what I mean? It was a bad sexual and experience. Again, you're yeah. allowed to have bad like again, yeah. I think this ties back to shame. And I think a lot of men and women walk away from sexual experiences feeling a lot of shame because we live in a culture that allows that shame to fester and then they don't know how to create that narrative for themselves. Like yeah. they don't know how to have those thoughts. And so what happens is all this resentment and anger. And what really frustrated me the, the most about it was even though she wasn't able to say no in the moment, which sucks. After the fact, she was brave enough to send a text and to say how she felt. And there was a screenshot of that text. And he offered what I thought was like as, as full-throated of an apology that you can give via text message. And like he's a person of note and a public figure. Like I'm sure he caught some, you know, like he was like freaked out when he received yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sure he knew what was up. And I hope I hope it phased him. Do yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? But sometimes that's as far as it needs to go. What the, it escalating in that way. And, her, and it was also the details, like her complaining about the wine. Yeah. Like do you... A lot of that was the way it was written. And Babe 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 came to her, though, too, which is, I think, something that people have have called out. Like, Grace, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, I think did not want to volunteer the story. Katie Way went to her. She's caught a lot of shit for the way that this is done. And I I think that what's interesting about the Aziz piece was that uh, from your reaction, which was pretty negative to it... um, to I think a lot of people had have had like I've certainly read a ton of think pieces around this, and I my read on it generally was is I think this is like the, the sentiment was this is polluting what is otherwise a very necessary Absolutely. moment of revelation. Absolutely, and it was just 
It's also But that's good. That's a self-governance process. Apparently, apparently Babe's staff, like I've been talking to some people I know in the editorial community is super young. <laughs> like actually, like yeah. just children. Well, this girl's 23 like, or early 22. 20s. Yeah, and yeah. like they haven't been around enough. Yeah. They haven't caught enough shit. Like they don't know the difference. Hopefully, I hope they don't. I mean, I don't want to speak for them. Maybe they have suffered, but like it, it just it seemed like the characteristic like stereotypical whiny millennial that doesn't know the difference between her head and her asshole and like or his head and his asshole like it just didn't it it was so clunky you know and again i think if there's any good to be gleaned from that piece it's that there is a dynamic where men feel entitled to sex but how we have that conversation is super important and now when you do it in this way yeah it devalidates the entire conversation yeah like it it makes a mockery of it but again it ties to my point about how we raise women, you know, and how we raise men. And I think I ultimately, I do think this entire moment is good. Like if, if if we're going to put it in the good or bad camp, I think it's a great thing. Me too is a great thing. Time's up is a great thing. Like perjort, like we can discuss the nuances and why some of it's trash and awful and like whatever, but it it needed to happen. I'm happy it happened. We're having a conversation, but the way that we have those conversations is going to dictate sort of like, whether or not these things are going to repeat. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we focus on punishment and not ourselves and not pr- prevention and parts of the system that are lacking, like the way victims are treated when they report crimes, like what are we doing? What's the conversation that we're having? Well, I, I think that's, I think that's also the way that we treat the victims and the avenue which they can report. I think a lot of people feel like since now that, or that generation, particularly to, speaking to a younger staff where they also didn't follow a lot of journalistic due process or journalistic rules that are known if you were an older, more seasoned journalist and you were writing a story in the nature where it was kind of taking down somebody's character and you're using these, uh, or and you're using a source that was an anonymous source. They didn't give Aziz Ansari, uh, as far as I understand it, on the media reported this, uh, where they said they didn't give him a full 24 hours to respond mm-hmm. for comment. They just, they, they gave him an hour to hour to three hours to respond on like a weekend. So he didn't have a full time to prepare. And, and like, and the, and the response, too, I think you're not going to catch a lot of shit because this other woman, Ashley Banfield, who was on HLN or whatever, she she had this... Oh, I like, saw that. You saw that video. It was so cinematic, though. Yeah, well, oh, it was like very <laughs> TV production. Was, but that, uh, yeah, again, that yeah. makes me upset, too. It's yeah. like, can we just talk about this like people? But even... I don't know Aziz. Yeah. But even if he is trash with women, let's say right. this is his MO. There's a difference between being a creep, and that will come back to haunt you. Women yeah. fucking talk. Yeah. And you will not get laid. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Okay, well, yeah. There's a difference between being a creep and a criminal. Right, yeah. And I think that we need to... to uh, everything needs to be talked about, but the reason that a difference needs to be made is that if the actions of criminals may not be punished if we mix them with things that aren't prosecutable. Right. And that would be a travesty. Yeah. And I, th- I think we also lose, fa- like, lose sight of, in a bigger conversation, not that this, not that this makes any sort of misogyny or crimes against women okay, but I think oftentimes we forget that, like, the level of oppression that's happening outside of this country, and, like... Oh, in Saudi Arabia, women just got the right to drive a car. Or just, like, <laughs> so. female genital mutilation. Or genital... There then, was, yeah. I think it was one of, the, it was, like, a female president, I forget in which African country, who, were like, on her last day outlawed it. Uh, I forget which country. I just saw this headline like super vaguely. But there's a, and I'm not saying that should make anything that's happening okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that we just need to to take it all into account. And if we're advocating for women as a as as a group and not just like as a national identity here, like we just need to have start start having more nuanced conversations. I think yeah. I mean like I I really like the idea that there's a self that there's self governance going on. Both I think that the 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 backlash the the like female generated backlash to the Aziz piece probably did a lot to set okay this is the one far post on this movement like but women this get is teared down for it I got teared down for that like people message me be like what the fuck and I'm like do you not see yeah. the difference yeah. yeah do you know what I mean as someone yeah. and even as someone who's been the, the victim of assault like how yeah. do you not see like I got really angry. I took offense to it as someone who's experienced this yeah, yeah. because it's like, how fucking dare you say that this that happened to you, which is kind of shitty, yeah. is remotely close to what happened to yeah, me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I didn't, I don't know. It's just trash. You know, <laughs> there, the, I, I read, I read one. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't just you. There was, there was a lot of people that came out and said, and, and, and they were like expressing general sympathy, but it was always very qualified sympathy. Uh, one woman was like, the actual issue with this is that we all, is that I, I totally sneered at this story. 
I've experienced bad sex like this to before. And it's actually, I think the point is that I'm wrong for having excused it. You know, like people were wrestling with it. I agree. And I think that that's, val- again, but she, the, the dynamic she was talking about, super valid, awful. I'm happy she brought it up. Taking a person of note down and trying to put him on the level of like a Weinstein is not okay. I think in general there has been like one level of nuance is just degree. And also anonymously. And also anonymously. That's That's also the real kicker. Excuse me. That's not okay. Yeah. Because um, she catches none of the... And right. I'm, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure if you're telling me that Babe approached her and she didn't want... Like, she knew. Like, there has to be a part of her that's like, this doesn't feel yeah. like it fits quite into the other narratives. Well, and you know what, though? I, I hear that and I totally appreciate the fact that that article and the whole fur surrounding that article... I, I, I'll say the same thing again. I think it set a far benchmark for like, okay... Trivial. That's that set a trivial benchmark. Like past that, you're not allowed in this conversation about like Me Too and sexual misconduct. Well, I think you're allowed in the conversation, but again, but there like are. But at the same down. time, there are a lot of people like wherever. Like there's a lot more people where she came from that didn't name their accusers, you know, or like didn't want to come up with anything. Again, I think, like I said, I think you, if you're gonna publicly drag someone, you have to come out. Like that needs to be. I, I personally, I think that's the way it should be done. I wonder, I wonder if there's like some other country or some other legal system where they can, if it's somebody of public, if they can enter and a judicial system that has to work. I, I honestly, I'm just spitballing ideas, but where people, two people, can enter into the judicial system and be like, hey, I'm acute. Like the, we all know the flaws of our current system where it's like, well, if you have to accuse somebody of a crime, you have to go through these certain due process, like of a crime that's so sensitive in nature, like the ones we're talking about. Uh, but like, I wonder if there's just a way, if there is a solution, like to, to blockchain. Blockchain. We gotta start, blockchain. We gotta start putting. Things, so there's two <laughs> things that I want to mention. The first thing is that before we get too far out of this conversation is that you can't legislate every aspect of human sexuality. It is always going to be messy. Like, and the reason is because people have different, like things offend different people. You know what I mean? One person's kink is another person's like oppression. So that needs to be discussed. And that was mentioned in the French piece is that like this, this puritanic, influence that's entering and i don't think people see it happening i think they're like well what are you talking about it's happening Mm. there's a shaming happening around these conversations and i don't i think that's super dangerous do you know what i mean as far as like people like we were talking about at work and things that happen at work i read some incredible statistic i forget the amount of people like romantic relationships that meet at work but when you think that you work a minimum eight hour day in a place and the other eight hours you're sleeping and maybe two of those hours are after work drinks you're gonna fuck someone at work eventually like it's going to happen that's not inherently a bad thing Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and now you see, like I saw this, um, there was this video circulating online about like how to talk to a woman at work. And then like people were leaving comments and it was like, it was very humorous. It was like, give her flowers. Just don't have your dick in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is really yeah, funny. Yeah. But then a woman commented, no, you should never give a woman flowers at work. And it's like, that's not necessarily true. Like if it's, if you enter a relationship with someone at your office, unless that's against written in your policy that you're not supposed to do that. Like that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, we also all wouldn't love the American office because that is the <laughs> ultimate workplace relationship. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think like a we power all dynamic is important to keep yeah, it tra- who yeah, it's tra- involved, right. it's a superior, yeah. and and their employee. Like, of course, all those things need to come into play. But the fact that like. I don't like if someone complimented me on my sweater, maybe it's because I don't have boobs, but like I wouldn't immediately, but there are women that would take offense. Like don't comment, never comment on a woman's appearance. I would like it. If someone compliment, like I put effort into my appearance and if someone compliments it, like I don't think it's like a heinous crime and a microaggression. I don't think they're objectifying me for how I look. Sometimes people just like your fucking sweater. Not all the time. Sometimes it is a microaggression, but I don't think that like trying to police that as productive of a, of, or as, as useful as like dealing with victims' rights right. in a case of reporting a crime, right. I think that's where our energy should be given, mm-hmm. and it's not as memeable. Like it's not as it's not <laughs> yeah. as easy to make a sketch out of. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, let me ask you: Do you do you at all fear like creating a like a class or a generation of like scared men or men who are like skittish around um, like approaching women? I, I know. Again, I don't want to get like lynched for this, but. I am not worried about that, by the way. That's what my, I don't know if I'm, I'm worried about it. I don't know. So, for example, I have a friend who's German. Yeah. And I saw him in Paris. And we were talking about everything that had happened. And he was talking about the French woman's article and stuff. And he goes, you know, in the States, if I'm, and he flies a lot because he, he does that for work. And he was like, I don't know if I can help a woman with her bag on the airplane anymore. And he's like 
a lovely gentleman. Right. Like he's not someone who's like a dumb male who like doesn't know the difference, but he, that's how he feels. Like he, he, he said that to me and I was like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Like that's not the time. And I don't know how many men feel that way. I like, don't feel that way at all. No, I think you don't that's, feel that I think way. that's very dramatic rendering of like, I'm so emasculated by all but these also, restrictions on me think, grabbing ass no, at no, work. No, no, that but I, I don't think shaming them is helpful either. Like if some men genuinely feel that way, like I think well, that you kind of have to, I think it's, we should listen and, and ask why I do. I do. I, un- I understand. As well, a man in the society, I, I can say that, at least speaking for myself, I think that the idea that like doing this, like sort of I'm taking my balls and going home uh, is... Look, it, one would hope that every man had your reactions. Like, I fucking know the difference and like everyone needs to relax. But if a man doesn't and he's genuinely asking a question and he wants help, I don't think we should shame him. I think right. we should answer his question and and provide some guidance. Do you know what I mean? Just, and in his case, he's also erring on the good side of the right like you know what i mean so he's trying to, he's like well he's taking the cautious example where he's like well i like clearly i don't want to be lumped into this group of people that are horrible so i will do i will be i will make the judicious and right decision I, about, like i don't think that's necessarily I, yeah that's an extreme reaction i, I think, mean a, like, a, like yeah. a, a, an attenuated version of that that i, I can say that i've experienced is um like should i hold the door open for a female colleague at work you know, like a lot me, of people yes. are, a lot of people are, <laughs> but a lot of, and a lot of people are pretty offended by like old school chivalry. But you do, but the you irony, do that for the irony, can I say something though. about that? The irony of, of a lot of this is that, but here's the thing it's actually trending more towards a revival of old school chivalry um, modes do than it is towards, yes. I I'm think, I'm not that, sure. I'm not sure. I about think that. that, I think that, it, yeah, because it's like, it's the creation of, put it this way, on the one hand, end of the spectrum, you have old school chivalry, which is that there are roles for each person. For each each sex. On the other end, you have equality and like total equalization. Everyone pays the same. I hate that there's a binary there. There shouldn't be. It's a spectrum, I think. But like, I think like, in other words, if you're trying to end chivalry, if someone who, if someone, if a, if a woman is angry that someone's holding pulling a chair out for her, it's because it's like, what you think I can't do for myself? It's like so that what that drives towards is equality. The idea that there's like that um, there needs to be more conscientiousness and stuff like that. Is not the idea. Is not the same thing as men treating everyone equal. It's it. It's a, a revival of these sort. This sort of binary relationship between the sexes. I don't know that that's true, but I will say that if a woman has a problem with a man holding a door open for her, she can just fucking say so. <laughs> hey, I'd appreciate it if you didn't hold the door for me. It makes me feel weird. Yeah, and that's all that needs to happen. You don't need right. to write a blog about why Lenny sucks. Right. Like. That, but that's what I mean. Is yeah. that there are certain there are certain instances <laughs> there are certain instances that don't deserve the, and that don't help yeah. by being like, like that are just uh, that don't need that. Well, Do you this know what is I, mean? Where, I mean. And it, we need to talk to each other. Yeah. Why aren't we talking to right. each other? That's like this. That, I think that's the great thing about this conversation is that we are talking about this. Because in my mind, what I'm thinking is, I hold the door open for everyone, regardless think, of your gender. Speaking so, of like, this, speaking yeah. of this identity of victimhood too. Yeah. So one interesting statistic I looked up is because oftentimes you hear in like when people talk about rape that like two percent of two percent or three percent of rapes that's usually the number that people say i looked that up and the study that i found that mentioned two was two to twelve two to twelve so even though it's still a minority if you get you know twelve percent on a test you fucking fail drastically it's enough again because of my perspective on justice and one person innocent person not going to jail is enough to make me just be like okay yes it's still in the you but you can't just treat it like they don't like yeah. that. That's not the case. Like it's a reality that exists. And even though it's an inconvenient reality and doesn't fit into your feminist narrative, like we still, I think, I think feminism does not tra- Trump democracy, mm. if you will. Do you know what I mean? It's such a shame that Trump's name is. I know. Every- it's so <laughs> unfortunate because you have to say it all <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. But it, I agree. And it's, but, yeah, it's like the order of society and that we live in a and we're equal rights and all that stuff. It, it I don't know. It just, it's very, again, take every accusation seriously and investigate it and do your due diligence. But like, I think you can't ignore that. Like, I know, I don't, again, I can mention a specific situation, an acquaintance of mine, not a friend, a girl I knew uh, who I used to, she used to be my neighbor in a different building. And she told me flat out that she deceived her boyfriend, went off her birth control to get pregnant because he was very wealthy and he, she wanted to get married and like wanted to have this future with him. Again, acquaintance not a friend because I would not be friends with a woman like this or a person rather like this. And like, and the funny thing is, it's that I think with her and, and oftentimes in these situations, it's not so much malice as it is like stupidity that drives people to do these sorts of things or greed or just like lack of education and resources. But like, you can't ignore that it exists. You can't just because it makes the story better. Like 
it does exist. And it's that narrative has also existed since the beginning. As much as the man taking advantage of women, women using their charms to to coerce men of power, to implicate men of power, might be a minority narrative, but it's still a narrative. I would be lying if I said that I have never used the fact that a man has been attracted to me to get something that I wanted. That's some bullshit. <laughs> like, of course I have. I've never done it in a criminal way. Right. But that exists. Right. And I just think, I don't think you can just discount it. You know, actually, about regarding that, um, first of all, I think that a lot of like, like my mom, for example, her main, like she's very skeptical of, of um, a lot of this movement. And I think that that's, that's the reason she cites. I think my response to that when we were talking about it was like, I think that's a much less violent it's a much more sort of like sly it is less violent it's a very humanistic and like kind of like natural um form i of wouldn't like say persuasion. natural because that makes it right but it's it's more it's less i think violent. it's right i think it's right well here, well here's what i was gonna say about it there just now though um you know like one one thing that i hear from uh, my other parent my dad and like other older guys especially they're like man i don't know what you guys are doing i, I don't know how i don't know any of the new rules and and i think that the defense against any idea of changing sexual norms is how would I know what I'm supposed to do? Like, you know, yeah. these girls on Instagram, they're all taking these hoe pictures. How do, how would you, how would I know if I was a young man, I wouldn't know what to do. And as I'm not young anymore, but I, I grew up in like, you know, I'm, I consider myself of this moment and I, my response is always, it's not that hard. And one thing that you kind of realize as a guy, um, is that there is like because we were just talking about, um, sort of like using your attractiveness to like get something from someone as a guy, that's something that you have to just prepare to deflect. Like, fine. The, uh, um, if she's dressed... And, like, I have a lot of things to say about, like, something called, like, lordosis behavior, which is, like, that's what... It's a, it's the arching of the back that, like, cats do when they're in heat, you know? And, like, that's this thing that high heels simulates. It's, it's, catchy, it's a cheap way to get attention because we're wired in our lizard brains to associate this with, like, fertility, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so, yes, that is a cheap way to get attention. But as an evolved person you understand that this that the, the desire for attention or the desire to get some sort of other emolument is not the same wanting seeking attention is not the same thing as seeking they want to get you, you to actually fuck them no you know? of course not of but course and not. the point that i'm making is um that is is merely to the idea that like i'm parlaying what you're saying into the idea that no it is very easy to tell when you're when someone wants you to fuck them and when they're just looking for attention based on like what they're wearing or they want One to get ahead help. or something. Do you know what I mean? But not always. And there are oftentimes, again, because of a cultural culture of sexual shit, like I have a, a girlfriend of mine who has sort of just general issues with sex and especially with casual sex. And it's tough because she doesn't have a boyfriend, but she enjoys sex, but casual sex makes her feel guilty and weird and all these things. And I was like, you need to get over that. It's, you know, whatever year it is at the time we had the conversation and I remember she told me like about an encounter and that she felt gross about it and she regretted it. And after the fact, she told me she felt raped. And I was like, you don't feel raped. You are raped. Like it is a very, very different thing. And I don't think I'm not, I'm not trying to make her a villain, but I think it's a symptom of a culture that shames. Like they don't like, we don't know how to have these conversations. We don't know how to have casual sex. And it's like, this is what happens is all these misunderstandings occur. And I think unfortunately, while you might be super, in tune and aware of when a woman wants to sleep with you and when she doesn't, not every man is. And it a might lot not of be us are autistic. A lot of, and that might not be his fault. Do you know? I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes he's a fucking predator and is needs to go to jail or needs to be punished. But sometimes it's just a function of where he comes from. It's a function of his education. Yeah. It's a function of his exposure to certain things. And I don't think that like, again, I think the, the, if we're looking at progress, if we're looking at how to fix the situation, I don't think shaming him is going to help. It's yeah, being more educational, being more. There is a room yeah. for punishment, by the way. Oh yeah, for of sure. Of course there is. Like Weinstein should be punished. C Louis C.K. should be punished. Like they've owned up to their crimes. They've admitted what they've done. It's terrible. It is harassment. Textbook. Deal with it. You know what I mean? And I think that there's a lot of. I mean, a lot of this falls on other men who do know these things and who are aware of. Uh, like, should be if they know a guy. I don't see. That's the thing is, I, I guess. The Me Too thing was important for me because I, I it made me realize how pervasive this this game That's, be. I think, the yeah. overall takeaway. Yeah, and, and th that's the good part about it. Because even, I didn't even, I was so dumb and innocent and naive when I, you know, doing stand-up in New York City and producing shows, we made, like, me and, like, Lance, who's been on the show before, we made a conscious effort. We're like, oh, we should definitely get, like, women. Or we should have a diverse show. So we should not just be a bunch of white guys up there yeah. doing comedy. So we would always invite women. And we get great women comedians to come on the show. And they'd be great. And then we are like, one woman comedian 
came on and I, I was like, uh, I, I was like, that was a great, great set. We'd love to have you on again in the future. And she's like, oh yeah, I would love to do it. You guys aren't creepy. And I didn't really, like, in my mind, I didn't. Oh, it's such it. a thing. Yeah, I know. It's, I know it, but like, I was so young and dumb and yeah. starting on stand up. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. But then I thought about it later. I was like, oh, I guess that happens a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, in my critiques, I don't want to, I, yeah. I really want to get across the fact that, like, I don't want to say that I, I, in any way, don't think this happens. Like, right. it, it, it does yeah. happen. Unfortunately, yeah. even if, even if, even if crimes are committed on both sides, women suffer more, much more greatly and with much more yeah. frequency. And that's, the overall takeaway, yeah. which is why this movement is so important. But just, I, I just don't, my fear is tribal. My fear is a negative reaction. I, I really don't want, a, I don't, I don't want this to come back to haunt us in a very negative way. And I think if there's anything we've learned about the political cycle and the way that the alt-right has festered, it was from alienating mm -hmm. and marginalizing people yeah. and not listening to them when they had questions or when they had grievances. Yeah. And that's what I fear happening is that you might be doing this to a group of men yeah. who come back and like in two years we have a serial killer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they end up who fucking the, chops the... women's heads off. Like who fucking knows? So I really want to make it clear that it's not like I'm not playing like a devil's advocate, like but women and but this and but that. The reason I'm mentioning these things is because I, I don't want that reactivity yeah. Yeah. and I yeah. don't that want sense. that tribalism and yeah. I want us to work together on things yes. like that's so you kind of want to skip that part of the conversation like skip the part where it overcorrects and then alienates no I think overcorrection is part I get again I don't think you can avoid it I don't think you can skip it I don't unfortunately in American culture which is based on extremes I don't think you I would love if we could but we're coming from an extreme like every action is an equal and opposite mm. reaction. So we're never going to escape this fucked system of extremes. So it's going to happen. But I think if people like myself, like don't speak up because they're afraid of getting critiqued or being called traitors mm. or like stupid or whatever, that we're at risk, you know, like I think I also hate just that people, the, the ease with which people tear people down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And especially people that are talking about, I'm not, you can tear down some, you know, idiot who's like clearly, not going to change their mind. Right. Do you know what I mean? And just as like bigoted and whatever, yeah. but we're humans. Right. We do have changes of heart and we do learn and grow and, and, and sort of evolve. And that gets lost in these conversations. It's like, but you said, and it's like, yeah, that's why the internet, <laughs> the internet is breaking. It's the brains. internet because yeah. it creates, yeah. it creates, um, it freezes time for a minute. Right. And you're only, you, that's where you existed and you didn't, ex it's forever high school. Yeah. Like, yeah you don't exist outside of that identity and it's super, super dangerous. But like we, we're, we created, the, we're human. We're more yeah. powerful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wish that we could live out for a second, force ourselves to be a little less lazy and live outside of it. But I don't know. It, if we will. it also makes action and like the, you know, so easy and something that basically is effortless for you to like or whatever, or, you know, ends up totally anonymously building up into this wave that can like take down someone's life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or alienate people. I, I mean, like one thing about, I mean, you you mentioned alienating people and these like these group of reactionaries like the alt right people who just got lost on the internet and then went from just like maybe and then a, won the country. Yeah, exactly. And then took over the country and now are like are openly in the streets like what they would have been ashamed to do or not emboldened to do two three years ago. And I remember two three years ago going on you know the red pill on mm -hmm. reddit yeah. and i had no idea i had I, I had heard about it and i was like i gotta check this out i'm like laughing to myself like this is me be a real laugh and then you go on there and you're like holy shit like these yeah. guys are so disconnected from reality and they're like but they're starting to action like take yeah, action and mobilizing they're, they're so and, and yeah so then it's like i it was one of those when you go on that part of the internet where you're just like I got to back the fuck out of yeah. here real fast. And then, but like there, there exists and there's a whole community yeah, of these and, people that are and perpetuating I'm these bad I'm also not ideas. trying to silence the women. Like even if yeah. I disagree with a girl who came forward with disease and babe, it's not that like, I'm not trying to silence you. I think you, you raised a really important dynamic in a really awful way and kind of shot yourself in the foot. Do mm. you know what I mean? And I think that also, that's a, I want to be super clear about yeah. that. Do you no, know I what I mean? That, I it's not that, that I think sense. that yeah. it's a hundred percent like, there's no nothing of value there. There is, but they also committed, in my mind, a crime in the process. Mm. Like that's that's not okay. Like if he wanted to, I'm sure he could sue. It'll be interesting to see how um, some of these guys again, are going to be allowed back into society and the careers, and some are not. Um, Bill Cosby just announced a show. Of where per he's performing Rikers? again or something. Where I don't know. I was Who's someone, go to that? my editors kicked me this piece, and I was it was at the end of my shift, and I was like, like honestly, no. guys, <laughs> like he can't please. even see anymore. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, not a TV show like he's performing somewhere. No, I know, but I, he's still he's got to oh, he's gonna fall he's off gonna the stage. And like it was like, why is he doing this? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. 
Oh man. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I'm I'm glad to see. Uh, I I see all of this as like a larger symptom of um, like uh, women just generally kind of taking over society in a way that has never been the case before. I think I think a better way to say it is taking their rightfully their rightful seats in society. Sure. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. I I see a actual supremacy coming though. I see. I don't think that's. I think again. It's like taking a plane off with one wing. I think we need both. So my dad grew up in Egypt um, right before Nasser took over and then Islam became, you know, sort of institutionalized and in schools and he saw, and with it, not Islam specifically, but with it, the subjugation of women. And my dad, who is a self-proclaimed Republican, even though he can't vote because he's not a citizen, he's a resident alien. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but he's an immigrant. I mean, he's a Republican in the way that a lot of immigrants from countries like that are, which is they have a refugee mentality yeah. where they cannot, they don't trust the government. And yeah. with good reason. Yeah. With very good reason. He fled a country. My, my Irish Republican grandmother, who was a resident alien, also had that exactly. <laughs> feeling. So <laughs> he said the countries that where women's rights are not recognized are third world Always. Always where you don't have access to birth control, where you don't have like, those essential services that allow women to play on somewhat of an equal footing. They're third world. There's yeah. always problems. Yeah. There's always violence. There's always lack of infrastructure. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And in a way, the United States is very progressive compared not to every country, but when you look at it in comparison, you see that. So like when you say that there's a supremacy coming, I hope there's not. Honestly, I hope that we yeah. maybe it'll take yeah. a generations and generations of a, of, a, of a female supremacy to see the ways in which it's it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? But it, profoundly and philosophically, I think that we need both. I don't think that one sex is 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 not useful yeah. at all. Man, we're not going anywhere. Don't worry. I mean, like we're, <laughs> we're not. We, I, I hope we we seed some of the the levers of power, but we're not going to, we're not going to just die away. Cause we got, you know what I will say though, Bitcoin, I want to, Oh, as long as there's Bitcoin, there will be men. <laughs> um, I want to say though, that I think that one area in which, uh, we really need women to take charge is not even just like the boardroom or whatever, but I have this like theory that I think that the most like sexually reasonable demographic of people is older women because they're they've, they've seen, ex- them, they've seen, they've seen everything. They're totally jaded. They have a, a, a very, comical disregard for like the concerns of young men and young women. They understand like the very single minded pursuits of young men and the fact that they're like as simple as like pulleys systems are. And, um, and that like young women also are like have, you know, like they're all they're various characteristics. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so I think old, old women, older women and like older men are just like horny old bastards and stuff. And but, like older women are, I think are very, and they're still, you know, active themselves. So I would really like for that uh, supremacy to happen, like older women to actually set the norm, sexual norms of a society, because I think that they would be the most fair and empathetic no, and th- realistic. I do think women this. I mean, when you talked about thrillists, like that's why I didn't discount my work. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's funny little clickbaity articles, there were I hope value in there, and there was a reason that they hired a woman. They talked about that. They were hmm. like, we think a female voice for this is important because. As the as the gender or as the sex that suffers often in, in, in sexual situations, by virtue of that, you're aware of more. Right. Um, can we briefly talk about balance ton pork? It's like denounce oh, your pig. Balance ton pork. Well, balance ton pork is like the. I, it's a French version of Me Too. Say it again. Is it is it written balance yeah. ton and then pork? Yeah. Yours. That's yeah. super vulgar. Why? If I'm interpreting it correctly, it's like kind of vulgar. Well, I, the way I saw it, it was like denounce your pig, like the guy who's yeah. is it does it mean like shout like out your dick? Pig. Po- I mean, it's it's a it's not as it's not as <laughs> innocuous as me too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like me too would just be mousy. Like Pro- proving, yeah. proving that the French I, are way better at this than us. Yeah, anyway. totally. <laughs> I, I like the. I just like it's it's. I like the idea that you're like it's more strong it but also pig kind of yeah but it's is it like the man is the pig or is it the dick is the pig i think right. both if, if the man's willing to reduce himself down to his yeah. dick that that brazenly i i you know I, I sent brian article article about this like too about how this is also catching on in china and they're trying to censor it i i prefer to view uh this whole th- moment of awareness as something that is like global in scope and like oh, it just is. a general it is. Yeah. And, and non in non dictatorships. It's definitely it's definitely I mean, it's it was a topic of conversation when I was there. Everyone asked me, What do you think of Weinstein and what do you think of Trump? And I was like, You don't have enough time. But <laughs> it that was the first question. 
that was the first question but also a lot of french people men and women were like even though they thought all like for example weinstein was reprehensible and all that they're like do you think it's maybe like a little too much it might be uh, I mean, denim Excellent. is. Did you know that? Denim. 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 Because the fabric was made in Nîmes in France. So oh, yeah. uh, did not know that. Nîmes. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's uh, leave it there for now. Uh, plenty more to talk about, but we'll have to have you back on. Yeah. Next I'm time sorry, you I got hired on the job. This I'm is not our most going anywhere quite yet. I've yeah. got at least six weeks. Please stay in our great. <laughs> yeah, stay, city. stick around. Uh, make rent. Move somewhere cheaper. Someone move, move to, to Park Slope. Move to Brownsville. You can move to. There's a lot of writers around here. People just throw books away on the street and you get them for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's manuscripts. Yeah, more Sad or less. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, just like I said, uh, yeah, read my complex articles, uh, comment on them and stuff. It looks good for my editors. If you like what you read or if you hate it, let me know. Uh, follow me on Twitter. And then, yeah, website's always good for news. If I write on another TV show, I will let you guys know. Most uh, and yeah. get me a job, too. I, <laughs> I have a very dated packet. If I sell a script, <laughs> you'll definitely know. All right. Uh, Julia Reese, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, bud. And, and I want to plug computer.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're not sure how it's spelled. I'll to be continued to figure out That's if insane, I actually got dude. it. Yeah. All right. We're going to go find that out right now. Okay. Right. See you, everyone. I just went on tour. She asked me why. I just went on tour.